This week on Erotic Awakening, negotiating scenes, compersion, and body buffet. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. This week, patron supporters receive all kinds of bonus content. Head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening today to get your bonus content and support the show. And thank you to our latest supporter, Emma. Ooh, thank you, Emma, and all of our other supporters. And all of our other supporters as well. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. We will actually be thanking Emma in person in situation to be revealed but not on the podcast <laughs> awesome awesome so today's topic i actually what is got, today's topic so yeah i got looking at this because i'm like we've had to have um covered this before and it's been a couple of years okay since we've covered this topic which is negotiation okay and then it struck me of course it's been a couple of years covid sure right so not a lot of us were negotiating at least at the beginning of that so there are some events that have opened up since then and a lot of people that have found bdsm online during that time and have never been to an event and specifically negotiating a, a bdsm scene, scene. yes not sir. a real estate deal or something no, like that no okay. no negotiating right, a scene so and i actually found out because we're going to kinky college this weekend we are so we've got some negotiating to do as well i don't know if you've gotten any pickup play going on but i did yes you do so and now i have to negotiate with people and come to find out the person that i'm going to begin negotiating with it's a couple and one of them have only been to one event and one's not been to an event before. So they sent me this huge list of questions and I'm like, whoa, yeah. wait a minute. Okay. So you're asking about a lot of things that we're not even going to be doing, but that's okay. At least they're asking questions right. and they're getting some information and they're getting an idea of, of what to ask for. That was really cool. So my idea for this was, is that you and I teach a class but ours is more of a 201 class and I wanted to cover some basic stuff on this one. So if you were negotiating pickup play with someone and they hadn't been to an event before, or mm -hmm. maybe they've only been to a few, mm -hmm. what kind of questions would you ask them? What kind of things would you do? Well, first off, this negotiation is going to be not necessarily for somebody who's new to events, but somebody who I just don't know very well. And True. I'm not shooting for a edgy or a real deep scene, right? Mm -hmm. We're not talking about a ritual scene. We're not talking about blood play per se, you know, something more, a more kind of a pickup play sort of situation, right? Just a pickup play sort right, of thing, right? right? So the first thing we're going to talk about is going to be safe words. Do they understand the concept of safe words? And for people that are newer to the scene, and Dawn and I have been doing dungeons for 20 years, and I cannot remember more than two or three times that we've been to a dungeon where the safe words are not red, yellow, green. Right. If you go, if you are negotiating with somebody for the first time and it's pickup play and you're not building some long-term play thing, then I would suggest that you say safe words are going to be red, yellow, green. And that is the end of the story, right? Mm -hmm. Let's not get more complex than that. Very simply, red means we're in the middle of a scene and I am as the receiver or the giver something is wrong and we need to stop and we need to figure out what's wrong and we may or may not continue, but red is let's stop. Mm -hmm. Something is significantly in, and it doesn't always have to be physical. Most people think, Oh, you know, I've got a cramp, something like that. 
It could well be. I have read it on scenes with people that the energy was wrong or the dungeon lights came on and they did a contest in the middle of playtime, something like, you know, anything that's going to throw you enough out of the space that you're not going to be invested enough to enjoy it. But of course, if it's a physical thing, if you as the bottom, you've said, oh, hey, tonight I'm great with impact and we start doing some impact and it's just, you're just not digging it. And it's actually causing unhealthy harm versus enjoyable pain. Absolutely. Hit right on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other person has to know not to take that personally. You're right. Right. So just going to throw that out there. If someone reads on me, it's it's for whatever reason. Hell, mm-hmm. you've read it on me before because the music was wrong. Right. The music started off being right. And then something happened and you're like, oh, this just isn't working for right. me. Just so. not in the space for it. And, and I don't want you to have a half-ass scene. Right. Yellow says, we need to slow down. We need to check in. There's something mm-hmm. not quite right. I don't need to stop, but something needs to be adjusted. That could be as simple as I have, hey, can we not hit that same spot over and over again? Or, hey, boy, that's a little bit more than I want tonight. Or I'm getting a little bit of a cramp in my arm. Hey, can we just make that a little adjustment to that binding that you're doing there? Exactly. And then green is go, go, go. So, you know, think of traffic lights. Sure. Right? Green is go, go, go. I don't know of many people that use green, though. Usually we say more, more, harder, harder. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. (laughs) Or on occasion, no, no. Is, yes. That's probably more of our advanced <laughs> negotiation. Exactly, exactly. So, Dawn, do you negotiate when you've, you've got these scenes coming up at KK? Mm-hmm. How much have you been talking about actual what a normal person would consider sex? Actually, they brought that up and I said, let's talk in person. Okay. So I don't want to negotiate something like that online with someone I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I did tell them up front that that's probably not going to happen because I don't know them, but we're going to talk in person once the event starts. So we're planning on playing Saturday night because I have a, I already have a date that I play with a lot that I'm going to do Friday night. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday night, I'm going to do, be with a new couple and we're going to talk Friday night about it. And the reason I do that is because Friday night, we can do most of the discussion. And because they're so new, that still gives them time to think, oh, I have other questions. Mm -hmm. And that way we're not jumping right into play after that. So So, it gives them a little bit of time to think. So let's talk a little bit more about sex and then timing Mm -hmm. on negotiation, which you were getting into, because I think Mm -hmm. that's important as well. But the point being, I think it's important to talk about sex. Absolutely. Many Dungeons are what they consider them, what they call themselves as sex positive. Mm-hmm. And that meaning that term doesn't actually mean anything at all, folks. So you want to find out there. So there's two approaches to this. First off, do you want sex to be part of your play? And just saying yes or no to sex isn't going to be too valuable. You need to negotiate what you've got in mind there. Exactly. Are you going, are you down for penetration? Are you down for kissing? Are you down for sexuality? Right. Don't make an assumption because a play space rules say one thing or another, how that person's going to play, right? You may well be in a very, sex is very explicitly allowed dungeon and still be like, that's not my thing. All I want is a nice banking, no naughty touching. Right. You still need consent. 
regardless of what you know the rules are if the rules are positive yes you can do sex that doesn't mean you will be doing sex in your scenes now the people that are negotiating with me they were very clear you know do you expect sex out of this do you expect an orgasm do you mm -hmm. want kissing do you want i mean they had a whole list of questions which was great and part of me is going whoa whoa i'm thinking impact right <laughs> i'm not right. thinking sex but I also want to meet them in person because I could get there on Friday and meet them and it click, click, zing, zing. Mm -hmm. And me go, oh, maybe some touching could be okay. Let me set up some parameters. Right. Now, you had talked about setting the, doing your negotiation Friday and mm -hmm. then having the scene Saturday. Right. And now that's completely legitimate for the reason that you said. I will also offer that for myself. If I do it that way, where I negotiate one day and then <laughs> go to play the next day, I know what you're going to say. I'm going to renegotiate like, all over again. Yeah. Not because I think anything's changed per se, but I need that reinforcement right. as a top to know. Well, two reasons, right? One of it is just a, as a reminder to myself what the guidelines are for this particular scene. But I also feel like it's the appropriate thing to do because just because on Friday night you were feeling like you could use a good fuck. Mm -hmm. come Saturday, you might be like, eh, I'm not really, that's not really not my space anymore. And I want to reconfirm with you. That's, a that's great, where you're at. That's a great point because I don't know that I've done it this way before where we negotiate one day and then play the next mm -hmm. day. And like I said, and this is because, well, not only that they're new and it gives them time to think about things, but also my schedule for KK this weekend is booked mm -hmm. between teaching four classes, having another play date, meal gatherings, and all this type of stuff. So Friday night's the only night I could think of where we could negotiate and then be ready for Saturday. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I really like that idea. Right. But we're going to be talking toys and the whole thing. Right. And if we were doing a, a negotiation, the advanced version of negotiation, I really like negotiating the day before mm -hmm. because that gives you the opportunity to begin your scene at that uh, point and yeah. let it kind of bleed through a slow build until you actually have the scene. Now that's more advanced. We're not going to go too deep into that tonight. No. Yeah. This is more of the pickup play. Right. But you know, one of the things that, or a first time event or whatever, one of the things that they also asked me about, which I thought was cool was two of them were just in my head and one of them I'm going to remember. So one was, did I have any medical conditions? Sure. And now I can't remember the second one. So we will, oh, tickling. They're like, <laughs> oh, do you expect, I'm like, what was the red? I knew there was a red. So, but they asked me if I was expecting tickling. So it was more about what was I expecting versus hmm. what I wanted which was a neat way to word that, but, but that's okay, whatever. But they wanted to know if I was expecting tickling and I was like, oh no. And I need to remember to have that on my red list when I negotiate with people because I forget, right? I know when I negotiate, I will negotiate out sex most of the time. I will negotiate out kissing most of the time, unless I've played with the person a lot. Mm -hmm. There's actually someone I play with that he negotiated out kissing. We could do sexual touch. We could do sexuality. We could do a couple of other things, but kissing wasn't allowed okay. because it went against his monogamy okay. things. So just, just their thing. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't care, you know, negotiate the, in or out. The, the other important one that you'll in your negotiation, right. Just to keep things at a, at an easy high level is 
have that quick conversation with the person. What are your hard limits and what are your soft limits? Exactly. And in this scenario, in this pickup play, if it's a soft limit, I'm going to call it a hard limit, right? Mm -hmm. It is. And really, granted, there's, there's a great reason to have a distinction between the two. But for this new to kink or pickup play situation, I'm not going to be pushing anybody's soft limits. You're going to have, these are my hard limits. These are my limits, things I don't want to be involved. These are things I'm cool with. Most people have some base stuff for myself. Uh, no necromancy. Let's not <laughs> have anything. Let's not do scenes that have anything to do with my age or, you know. Right. I don't have a lot of hard limits, though. But that's about it. You've got some base stuff that, again, we could go into the deeper level of negotiations where you really got to dig through all this stuff. But you want to start off with, oh, by the way, here in this scenario, your early negotiation, what you want to do is negotiate in instead of negotiate out, right? You want to negotiate, here is what I want to do. Dun, 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 dun. Mm -hmm. Or here's what I want to do to you. Dun, 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 dun. Right. You had mentioned bringing your toy bag and just open up your toy bag and go through some plays. I really wish we had uh, a way to bring, because we're going to be flying out of Texas into Chicago. So as it is, we got to figure out how to bring some of our workshop props, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to be able to bring the whole toy bag, right? It's on a plane. So I'm not going to be able to do that, but I love to have the toy bag or let's say the top. Okay, so let's say the person I'm playing with Friday night, they have a toy bag Mm -hmm. and they open it up. And what he will do is say, pick out the five things you want to play with tonight. Mm -hmm. And I get to go through his toy bag and pick out the five things. That type of negotiating over toys, I can have enthusiastic consent Mm -hmm. over. I'm not an enthusiastic energy person most of the time. So if someone gave me five toys and said, so what do you feel about these? You might get some excitement about one or two and some, okay, I'm willing to do those three, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you say, go through my toy bag and pick out five things, then I'm going to be excited. So I really love that. That's just an easy way to figure out what someone likes. Sure. Absolutely. So now the other thing that I want to bring up is because Be honest with your experience level. Sure. I have played with people before that has been not necessarily pickup play. I mean, we would have discussed about it online and they came across and actually said they had a lot of experience in these things. And then I went and played with them and ended up having to read on them because they didn't have experience and they were harming at that point. So I did read on them. I'm not picky. If you're, if you don't have a lot of experience, that's also thrilling for me, mm-hmm. right? Not with like knife play or single tails or bull whips or something like that. I don't want to demo bottom for that. But if you're new to impact and you're new to something else and you want to learn on my body and get feedback, mm-hmm. that's thrilling in its own right. So, you know, be honest with the type of experience that you have. And and it counts for bottoms as well, right? Just because Mm -hmm. you saw a gym bob over there getting whipped. And now that mistress says, so do you want to play? Say, oh, yeah, I I want that. That looks fun, right? You don't have to stack up against anybody else. So have your own experience. And then finally, the one thing that I often forget about. Uh Uh-oh, what's that? Aftercare. Aftercare, you know. Asking the person what it is after the scene is over, what it is that they require. Now, your base- Or not require. Or not require, sure. Mm -hmm. Your base aftercare that people will tell you, oh, a piece of chocolate and some water. Well, I'm not a big chocolate person anymore. 
but offering them water, a standard aftercare for me is a little bit of time. Let's just hang out together for a little bit. Because doms need aftercare too, right? Some Now here's the fun Not part always, that we've learned. Some doms need aftercare. Some subs need aftercare. Some people don't. Some people are like, eh, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm not, not worried about it at all. And that's that, not bad or good. That's why I popped in there with the or not, because not mm-hmm. everybody needs aftercare. Not everybody is aware that they need aftercare. And it can change over time. Right. And then some do not need aftercare. Some may want aftercare with you. Some may want aftercare with their partner. Mm -hmm. or a friend. We've had that happen before. So try to have a clue of what you might need with aftercare. I actually bring my own aftercare blanket. Right. And sometimes I need aftercare and sometimes I don't. So during negotiation, I will say at this point, if I need aftercare, this is what it looks like. If I don't need aftercare, I'm going to let you know and Mm -hmm. just leave me wrapped up in a blanket and I will figure myself out. And, and aftercare can range for some people, everything from just make sure I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Give me a bottle of water. That's good. Or hand me off to my other partner. Right. Or it's not unusual. Some, some people say my version of aftercare is a blowjob. Now for myself, I don't see that as aftercare so much as re- a request for payment. Ooh, good and point. If that's a payment that you're willing to make, for a scene, fantastic. If that doesn't feel appropriate for the level of what you're asking, you know, I, I want to be flogged. Okay, in return, I want a blowjob. Well, that's not aftercare. Don't pretend it's aftercare. That's called payment, not good or bad. But yeah, I, I find that to me, that's a little bit of a distinction that I don't, don't like try to, to pass it off yeah. and give it a word for something that it's not. Because then when you present it as aftercare, then it's like, oh, well, I'm supposed to take care of my top. And that's what they want. Right. The only last thing I'll say about aftercare is it can be different for you in different situations. Right. Mm-hmm. When me and Dawn play her aftercare is go get me a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. Uh, if I'm playing with somebody brand new, it could be just about anything. If I am doing hypno play, I have a different set of aftercare altogether, mm-hmm. which is, I want this big, honest feedback loop with chemical play. Same thing. I need I, part of my aftercare that I'm going to require is I need your honest feedback mm-hmm. of, because these, both these styles of play hit different people in different ways. And I just like that feedback of knowing how it's going. Now, personally, I like that's part of my aftercare for all of my scenes. I want feedback. That's Absolutely. what I'm looking for. I like to know what worked and what didn't work. Absolutely. I like my new hooded aftercare blanket Mm -hmm. because I can, it doesn't, sometimes I like dark corners Mm -hmm. as my aftercare to be by myself in a dark corner. Sometimes those are hard to find in a dungeon, but if I've got my hood that I can flip over my face so no one knows who I am, which means no one's going to walk by and ask questions. Right. I just flip my hood over. I've just created my own little dark corner. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I like that. A lot of people will ask for when we're going to Kiki College in a couple of days, they'll say, Dan and Dawn, I I heard Dawn's got like four scenes, but I want to add my scene to Dawn as well. But I never know when you're going to be in Chicago or or some (laughs) other place. Well, you can find out where we're going to be. And we're actually going to be what? Chicago, Minnesota, Phoenix, Tucson, uh, quite a few places. You can keep up with all of our events and book news and discount and the Kickstarter new book and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And get your EA shout out like Kookie. 
and Bambi Slave in Indiana. <laughs> and Victoria in the USA. Head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. And there you go. Dawn, apparently you had a question of the I day. I have a question of you the day. Have a question but... of the day. I don't know what your question of the day is. <laughs> so you do not know what the question of the day is. So this one's kind of cool. I've gotten a lot of feedback after the Zoom class that I did last week called Alchemy Turning Jealousy into Compersion. Yep. Okay. And I tell everybody on my classes, if you have questions later, because I leave like 15 minutes at the end of the class for questions. And sometimes people can't think of them right away. So I tell them they can write me on FetLife anytime with a question. And someone did. Okay. And they said that when everything is great in their relationship, compersion is easy. Sure. Right. But if they haven't seen in a while, if they haven't connected in a while. So let's say this is a dudette with a dude mm -hmm. who's also dating a dudette. Okay. Okay. So dudette one, dudette two. Dudette one and dude have not played in a while. Okay. But dude is going to go play with dudette two. Mm -hmm. Dudette one, <laughs> I love that dudette. It just kind of rolled off the tongue. Dudette one says compersion is not that easy at that point because they feel like dudette two is offering something that one isn't able to offer anymore. Mm -hmm. So instead of compersion, it's not necessarily jealousy, but it's a sense of sadness mm -hmm. because they're not feeling worthy. They're not feeling enough. And I was going to say this might be mature relationship versus new relationship energy, but that's not necessarily the right. case, right? So they want to know how do they get to compersion when what they're feeling is sadness? I mean, jealousy, when I talk about jealousy, I talk about that out of control feeling, sure. that's things like that. But they're sitting there with sadness. And I wrote them back and said, we'll talk about it on the podcast for one and for two that I've absolutely felt that before just not feeling enough because we haven't connected mm -hmm. so for you have you ever come across that where you're not necessarily feeling jealous you're just feeling a sadness that they're sure with someone else how do you deal with that how do yeah you so this kind of perhaps would feed into a sense of scarcity mm -hmm. and it's unfortunately because you're feeding that sense of scarcity because a dude is playing with dude at two instead of dude at one Mm -hmm. Right. So that makes dude that one feel that <laughs> sense of scarcity. Right. Right. And that sense of sadness and all that. First off, it's OK to feel sad. It's OK to feel a little bit blue. One of the things you could do beforehand to assist in that is make sure that you are scheduling these dates, even if you've been together with somebody for a while, continue to schedule dates. But even after the fact, you can say, yeah, I personally am OK with going to dude and say, you know, I, you're going to go play with dude at two. I'm okay with that. That's great. Go play with dude at two. I am having trouble feeling compersion because you and I haven't played. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like we're making time for each other anymore. Maybe something as simple as that conversation. And if dude responds by saying, well, let's put something on the calendar that might help bolster you a little bit enough to get through. It's okay. I want to reiterate this. It's okay to be sad sometimes. It's not the goal of polyamory is not to always be okay with everything that always happens, right? What you will find uh, the more you practice is the quicker you'll get past that's the shorter amount of time you will feel that sadness, the shorter amount of time you will feel those feelings of scarcity and fear. Because the more you're around, the more you do polyamory, the more 
success that you have, the more trust in the process will continue to build. So that's my first thought on that. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely true. And what I remember with my sadness is that whole what about me Mm -hmm. moment. And I know this is a trigger and I, for me, and I know that this is the language my brain uses when there's a trigger and there's sadness and the compersion isn't happening, which is compersion, the whole having joy over your partner, having joy with someone else, not always easy for people, but the language in my head is what about me? Mm -hmm. And it's exactly what you're saying, right? It's that, that scarcity thinking Mm -hmm. and I'm also going to agree with you that that they just need to speak up and hopefully dude partner comes from a place of assistance. Right. So that when dudette one and change your pronouns for however they work for you, this sure. is just what popped into my head. Hopefully when dudette one speaks up and says, you know, it's hard for me to feel compersion. I love the way you worded that. I'm having a hard time feeling compersion because we haven't played in a while. If we nurture our relationship a little bit, more before you go out again, maybe that'll help me with a compersion. And or, or even make that commitment to when you get back, we get to go yes, do our thing. Yes. Hopefully everybody is working together so that this is um, a setup for success. Yeah. And the more success you have, like you said, I mean, I could say exactly what you just said. The more success you have, the more experience you have with success, the easier it's going to be. Yep. This is absolutely an area where uh, I have one poly partner who says, well, it didn't kill me. I said, okay. <laughs> I do like that. And that's okay, right? That's a good place to start. But they're slowly starting to change their language to something a little bit more positive. But even to get through this didn't kill me, the qu- you get to that thought quicker. And it's all mm-hmm. it is. It's saying, I recognize, you know what? We've been through this thing like this before. And we were okay afterwards. All those little things along the way will help. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I hope that helped you out. And yeah, we'll have more classes like that out too. And and hopefully that will make people think. And if not, just give us a holler. We'll we'll jump on the phone and talk with you. We can do that. So Dawn, I am, as you know, you and I are both currently doing an 18-hour fasting type of a diet where we fast for 18, 18 of 24 hours and then we eat for the other six. Mm-hmm. My, I'm already into my fasting period right now. Same, same. Which is very unfortunate because <laughs> a mischievous mouse sent a fantastic looking food on body buffet that I would absolutely love to partake and, in. And I know there's a word it's an image for of this. It, not the actual body. Right, right. It is an image of it, but it had like uh, jam and fruit yes. and all kinds of stuff. So that was kind of hot. You know, I've done one of those before. I, I have not been the person on the table, but I have licked cherries off of nipples on someone that was on the table. I absolutely have had a big breakfast buffet at GLA years and years ago, which you, is very cool. You absolutely have. I remember who that was. I, I remember too. who both of these people were. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Awesome. So food on body buffet oh, and tentacles. You know what? No one sent me tentacles this time, but look right to your left. I have a painting right there that was given to me. And I just put that picture on Instagram. So everybody can see the the painting that was gifted to me at the nine in Kansas City. So not only on our Instagram account, are you getting places we've been and just normal day-to-day stuff? 
But also, Don, you've started to do something that the kids are calling reels. So <laughs> you can get those blips. What are those blips of our classes and stuff? Blips of our classes, blips of our podcast, things like that. Shorts, reels, and TikTok. We, and we also, created a new account on TikTok. Going to try that one again. We're going to try it again. So if you are on our newsletter, our Discord, or any of our other social media, FetLife, I just blasted our TikTok account name out there. So hopefully we will get some views. There are all kinds of ways you can be part of the erotic awakening community you can support us on patreon and get early access to the podcast a free version of the audiobook polyamory toolkit free ebooks exclusive chats member only discord access and other content find all the goodies at patreon.com slash erotic awakening today help others find us take a moment to support the podcast rate us on apple podcast google play spotify is that google play it is spotify or wherever you listen or just tell your friends join the conversation with us and other listeners use the link from the erotic awakening website for our growing discord channel and feel free to reach out to us we love interacting with you contact us with questions podcast comments or just to say hi we ran out of music there. <laughs> uh, you can find us as Dana Dawn at Iraq. Hi. You can find us on FetLife as Dana Dawn. We are Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Or just email us at Dana Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. <laughs>